The biggest challenge is trying to get things done. Hey, Taylor County, I'm Alex Renham with Unleashed Tiger, and I'm here with Orville Wright running for County Commissioner. Orville, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you for the invitation. Much appreciate it. Hey, glad, great. Glad, glad, you're, uh, glad you're here. Just to start off, now you are the incumbent County Commissioner. Can you tell us just what does a County Commissioner do? Well, County Commissioner basically oversees the budget. Uh, we help all the, and assist all of the uh, elected officials, uh, go out and try to get grants, try to put in uh, sanitation projects with water, sewage, and just various activities. Right now, we're trying to work on a broadband, to try to bring broadband into Taylor County with all the uh, spots that's uh, needed to, you know, to, to secure and to, to be upgraded. Yeah, it's critical. So you, you are in a company. This, is, this will be the end of your first term, right? That's correct. So why have you chosen to run again? I like to serve Taylor County. I, uh, this is my home. Uh, I've been uh, actively involved with Taylor County since 1978. Uh, through teaching, coaching, uh, school administration, and uh, then I decided I'd like to, to serve, continue to serve the people after my retirement from education, and that's why I ran for county commissioner. That makes sense. So you, you just share a little bit about some of your past, and I guess what I was about to ask, and maybe I'll combine two questions into one, is you know, maybe share with us a role or a challenge or an experience in your life that, that, that lets you think, at least in part, has prepared you to be a commissioner, um, and then really more more uh, recent. What have you done recently that kind of can show the people of Taylor County that you're you're into this and you're you're the right fit for county commissioner? Well, I think that uh, through my past experiences through Grafton High School, being a teacher and a coach, uh, dean of students, and then principal has prepared me to take a leadership role. Also, I've been a pastor for uh, 35 years, uh, and uh, you know, being with the uh, educational system and with the various activities that I've been involved with, I feel that I'm, I'm, I feel that I'm over, more than qualified to do it, and and I enjoy doing it. Uh, you, you had asked uh, about some of the uh, recent projects that we've done. Uh, we've opened up, of course, the new annex. Uh, we call it Annex Number Two. Uh, currently, hmm. that's where the county clerk's office has moved. Uh, we're rather proud of that because now all of the courthouse annexes and all the public offices are now handicap accessible. You know, when it was in the old courthouse, the record room was not. But now we comply with all those uh, statutes, and we're, we're proud of that. Uh, we've renovated the county properties. We've put in a security system within, throughout the courthouse and the annex. Uh, every year, we have returned a balanced budget. Uh, we've developed an uh, ambulance and emergency services authority. And like I said earlier, we're trying... I'm, currently working with Region 6. I'm the chair of Region 6. Uh, we're just in the process now of developing a, an authority, a regional authority for broadband enhancement. And of course, we're in the process of trying to do some sanitation projects, getting sewage out to the remainder of Printy Town on extend that out toward the fairgrounds. And we're also currently working with uh, people from 25 residents from Frog Run to get some water, uh, city water projects up, up there. And we also work with, uh, we've cultivated a uh, relationship with uh, the city of Grafton and the municipalities, and we're trying to uh, enhance that as well. Yeah, for those that might be new to the area, that's not always been a traditional thing. Um, you know, it's been through the years, there's been some ups and downs and some struggles there between the county and the city. I'm really glad to hear that. And we have some questions. That's been on some people's minds. Um, we'll, we'll jump to that in a minute. Before we do that, um, 
what would you so if you're if you're fortunate enough to be reelected with another term, what would be what would be a success for your term? What would what would define success for you? How would you define success? Well, I think success would be just trying to get uh, all the services available to people who who need services, whether it be sewage, water, broadband, whatever the case might be. And just as long as we can do the best we can to help all the, the citizens and our constituents in Taylor County uh, and supply their needs, I think that would make for a positive. Yeah, makes term. sense. So what would you ask, and I'm always, always pause, people are probably going to get tired of hearing me say this, but this is a representative republic, and that means the, the, the folks have to be engaged. And so uh, to support you as a commissioner, if you're fortunate enough to be reelected, what is it you're, you would ask of the people of Taylor County to, to help you in this, in this endeavor? To attend our meetings. Uh, we, we, have our, uh, we have two meetings a month currently. We, have the first, uh, we meet the first and third Tuesdays of each month. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the first Tuesday we meet at 6 o'clock in the evening, and uh, the third Tuesday of the month we meet at 10. And the reason we changed 10 o'clock in the morning, and the reason we changed that is so people can both attend a city council meeting in Grafton and then come to the commission as well. Okay, great. Um, when we look at the county, there's always it's easy to point out challenges and things that are going wrong, and we'll, we'll talk about some of that. But right now, what, what are the opportunities? What do we have as an opportunity as, as a county? I mean, we see, we see things all around us, but what do we have? Well, basically, we, I think we have a great opportunity for growth, especially in our recreation. You know, we've been blessed with uh, the lake, uh, the Tigert Lake and the facilities up there. And uh, I understand that there is a group of people who is trying to enhance that project as well. I just saw in the newspaper uh, just this past week that the Tiger Valley Golf Course is going to re reopen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have hooked up with uh, other uh, convention uh, bureaus and visitor bureaus to enhance Taylor County, to move Taylor County forward and to, to take a lot of our natural resources and things that God has given us and to extend those to bring people in. Yeah, makes sense. What are the biggest challenges? The biggest challenges is trying to get things done. <laughs> I th you know, uh, I tell people all the time to try to get something done is like pushing a chain uphill. You know, it just seems that you have to jump through all of these hoops. Nothing can happen quickly as you would like you know when we think about a water project or any type of sanitation project broadband or anything you know we want to get it done yesterday mm -hmm. well that's not the case there's procedures we have to go through and it's very, sometimes it's just very disappointing that it just takes so long to get things started and then things accomplished yeah makes sense you know talking i don't want to just keep going on but the side of disappointment is you know we, we've had the opioid epidemic just really strike us in this area maybe not as bad as some parts of the of appalachia but certainly um enough and I, I guess things like that uh, the, the COVID-19 virus that, that, that it, as of recording now there's no confirmed cases in West Virginia or in our area who knows what it'll be by the time we're airing this um, how as, as a leader in our in in our county how can you what, what kind of leadership are you providing or can provide for the for the populace to know that that these things we're, we're monitoring them we've got action plans what can you provide from from a strategic standpoint on those well, challenges? We, we are providing especially with the opioid uh, we've been in, in, in a lawsuit uh, from the get-go with multiple counties uh, hunter mullins is our representative from that our legal representative uh, but that's just a minor thing you know we've been very supportive of the sheriff's department and the deputies also the prosecutor's uh, office we've uh, We've hired, uh, I believe, uh, currently right now, we have a full-time prosecutor and we have two assistants. You know, we've added to his staff. We've, we've tried to increase his budget to 
to fight all these uh, epidemics that's occurring. Also with the Sheriff's Department, uh, we've supplied him with all of his needed materials that he's requested. Um, and as a matter of fact, we've done that with every elected official. But just to go with the opioid and some of these problems that we have, uh, you know, we, we've tried to meet their, their needs. And as far as this uh, coronavirus, uh, I know uh, I was involved in a few meetings uh, with the uh, flu uh, pandemic task force, you know, so they're trying through their local emergency plan to, to cover that as well. So it is being worked on. It's not that we're turning a deaf ear and uh, we, we try to main, maintain involvement in those meetings. Yeah. Okay. One of the things, so kind of moving into with the questions where folks we've polled out in the community have bought back in, every time, every one of these I've done, I don't know how many of these I've done now, but every one of these comes back from a county commission perspective. First of all, tons of things, uh, and I've tried to pare them down, but one of the things that always comes back is, is this full-time commissioner concept. Um, you know, are you going to hold office hours? Do you hold office hours? Um, and obviously you are a commissioner, so what is your... What were your office hours, or what is your? How do you feel from a, being a, a, a quote unquote? People use that full time commissioner. What does that mean to you, and how can you express to folks at home what your role looks like as a commissioner? Well, you know, every time we go to these meetings, it's, they say the county commissioners are part time positions, mm -hmm. and that's just about the same thing as not to sway from the subject. But I'm also a pastor, and they say, well, you're a part time pastor. <laughs> well, there is no such thing as a part time pastor, and there is no such thing as a part time commissioner. We're always out there on our front lines. You know, our numbers are always available. We, we did hire an administrative assistant to help us uh, in, in our endeavors. You know, we do have, she does have office hours, and we are uh, available anytime throughout the, every day throughout. You know, we like to say just 40 hours a week, but no, it's a seven-day, 24-7. Anytime people have issues, they call. We, you know, we schedule appointments. We schedule meetings. We meet with them. So realistically, we're not part-time. We're out there on the front lines, and we're available to these people anytime they want to be there. Gotcha. So if somebody wants to sit down with you or any of the commissioners, so is that they would access the, the administrative assistant, and that's how they would do that, or they call you directly? Well, or they can do either. They can okay. call the administrative assistant. They can call the clerk, uh, Georgiana, or they can call me or any of the commissioners directly. And I know I'm, I've been the president of the commission the past uh, few years. I'll be more than happy to meet with them, schedule an appointment discuss the, any of their problems or issues they have. Okay. And I, you mentioned earlier broadband. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, people see this in the headline. They saw Region 7 get all that money for broadband. We've seen years before that, all the money went to Verizon that ultimately became Frontier, and we saw where that went. Before that, it was a telecommunications bill back in Clinton when Clinton was president. And so people see these things, and they say, well, why? well you know, they're still on dial-up or they're on Frontier, which is supposed to be broadband, but really isn't. That's a real struggle. And so I know, you know, even, even we posted something, you reached out and called me, and I appreciate it, and, and we're, we're trying to see what's going on through Region 6. Can you help, you can help just, just the average folk back home that are, that are just a minute off the highway and have no broadband access? What are we doing for them, and how can they, how can they take some solace that there's some action happening? It's been probably about a year ago. Like I said, it's like pushing a chain up there. Mm -hmm. It's probably been a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. We were awarded a grant. We were awarded a $120,000, $125,000 grant through Region 6, and Taylor County was the lead county in this region. Now that region consists of Preston, Mon, Marion, Taylor, Harrison, and Doddridge. So what they did is we, we hired a firm, at Region 6 hired a firm to come in and do a, a survey. And realistically, the problem right now is, is we are, especially in the, the southwestern part of the county, out around Buck Run to Simpson, uh, we are in the process now of 
advertising and, and getting some broadband assistance in there because we had gone through what we call a small cities block grant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the only reason that particular area is being looked at right now is that's the only area that uh, met the requirements for a small cities block grant. When uh, this company uh, took over and, and they went out and, and sent surveys to everyone in Taylor County, I mean, it was a phenomenal mail out. They even had opportunities within the newspaper and TVs and such where they could get online and even uh, register. People failed to do it. For instance, out in the, the uh, eastern, southeastern end uh, around the, uh, the Thornton area and even down on 119, all of, all of those people received surveys. And for some reason, whether it would be because they didn't want to put in a ballpark figure of their income or whatever it is, very few of those surveys were returned. Interesting. Okay. So realistically, when it comes down to it now, because they did not return those, they don't qualify for the small cities block grant. Okay. Hmm. So now it's either up to us, the county, to go ahead and pay for all of this uh, broadband, which we can't do because that would be millions of dollars. And that's why right now we are currently working to establish a uh, broadband authority through Region 6. That's bringing all six counties together, then all pulling monies that we can acquire from grants to the federal government because there are quite, quite a few grants that we can. So by there's strength in numbers. So if we get all six of those EDAs and all six of the commissioners, uh, county commissions to support this, hopefully, before long, we will be able to get the whole county in, in broadband enhancement and improvements. Great. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I've said this for years, and I really mean it. I mean, this is the, the 30s TVA. This is electric, bringing electric to homes. I mean, broadband is, is that much of a necessity That's in this a, world it, today. Exactly. It really is. Exactly. All right, good. Well, that, well, we'll stay close on that, um, and I appreciate the work there. One of the things, another theme that comes in every time is transparency and cooperation. You already touched on it in terms of the enhanced cooperation with the city. I'd love for you to dive in a little bit more on that. And then what else is, are you as a commissioner doing, or do you see as the commission either trying to tamp down the perception, or not tamp down, but, but clear up the perception that there's lack of transparency, or actually fix where there's a lack of transparency? Well, there again, with the, uh, we, we met with the city of Grafton numerous times, and we've tried to establish at least quarterly meetings with them now, and sometimes sooner, you know, to see what their needs are and what our needs are and how we can work together to enhance, you know, and fix problems and issues within not only uh, the city but also throughout the county. And as far as transparency, you know, like I said, we meet every first, first Tuesday at, at 6 o'clock and the third Tuesday at, at 10 o'clock. Our agendas are published in the paper. They're published. They're posted at the courthouse. Everyone is welcome to attend. And the sad part of it is, most people don't attend. You know, and some of the people who raise the issues uh, and, and, and have concerns need to come to the court, the commission, and express those concerns. Every meeting, you know, it's open public meeting, and every meeting we we ask the if there's any public input or any. Uh, questions or services or anything that they 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 need, uh, and realistically, uh, I think we only have one person who regularly comes to each commission meeting. Other than that, uh, only people who come are those who are on the agenda or expressing needs. So it's it's open. You know, I don't know how we can become more transparent. You know, they just need to come to the meetings because we're there and we're available to them. 
you know, maybe what I'd say is folks who have ideas about how they'd like to see more transparency, maybe those suggestions could be brought to the count or brought sure. to the commission. Uh, well, that's, you know, we've heard, you know, whether it's online streaming of the meetings or those kind of things, maybe for folks who can't get here. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, uh, so if you're concerned about that, certainly reach out. Um, you know, that would be, that'd be one thing to do. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the other themes that come out is, I think, you know, some of the structures around the county. You know, the city has certainly put some programs around some of the structures in the city in terms of either, you know, unfortunately, sometimes demolishing has to be the route. Uh, maybe there's revitalization. Um, what what do you see from a county perspective uh, or effort that, that's that's bringing us that direction to clean up some of those those dilapidated properties? Well, it's been it's a while back, not too far back. We sent a copy of an ordinance and resolution to our, our prosecutor's office for review. Our prosecutor is our legal counsel, so we had received we had developed this uh, ordinance on dilapidated structures and even on open dump sites, and we have sent that to. Uh, our prosecuting attorney's office, and hopefully we can get some response back from him as to you know any little quirks and that we need. And that we are working on that. I mean, we've been again. It's like pushing that chain uphill. We were working on this probably three years ago. I know we were working on it even when Commissioner Efall was there, and I know when Commissioner uh, Jerkin uh, had taken office a couple years ago, he took the. Uh, the ball and we're, we're all carrying it together as well. We all have these concerns about the dilapidated buildings and the structures and open up dump sites. Mm. As a matter of fact, uh, Commissioner Jerkins and I uh, went to uh, Charleston, I believe it was, in, it was, I know it was in January, and we had met with the DEP. And some of these open dump sites are being uh, taken care of because we have a direct line now to the DEP and they have been coming out and they've been, you know, taking That's care great. of some of those. We've also been working with uh, uh, some of the areas here in, in Grafton on beautification. Uh, the past uh, past year, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we had two uh, free dump days. And it's not just in the city, it's been throughout the county. We've had dumpsters set at, Flem at uh, Flemington, Thornton, and, and Boozville. I, I believe Boozville, I'm not, don't quote me, I can't say for sure on that, but in the city, and people have come, and, and they've really, it's really been a, a, a good project. And we're planning on having another one of those in, in the month of April. Uh, and also, with trying to clean up the county, uh, we have a local vendor that we just contracted with to take it to, as a pilot program to take care of Route 119 North to Grafton and then 50 West uh, toward Bridgeport to just kind of clean those up, you know, go pick the litter up and such. And we've also used uh, community corrections on a, quite a number of days to go out and pick up litter and, and dispose of it. So we're, it's nothing that we're not trying to do. It just takes time, especially with these structures. I mean, I know there are structures. But then the problem you have, too, uh, Alex, with that is, is if we go into someone's private property and, tell, and, and ask them to tear it down, and they come back and they say, we don't have the money to do it then we're liable, the county is liable. So therefore, we may spend a few thousands of dollars tearing down someone's pro someone individual property holders' uh, buildings. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So then we would take a lot of heat on that, spending thousands of dollars to tear property or take uh, the structure down on private property, and the only recourse we have is to put a lien against it. Yeah. Or if it's... Uh, uh, or we can maybe take the property, you know, goodness sakes, you know, if we take the property, then we lose tax dollars and such. So 
but we are working on it, and hopefully we can get this ordinance from the prosecutor's office and get it reviewed and hopefully get something in place. Okay. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of effort. You know, you see there's some things happening to Mother's Day Shrine. Uh, the most recent uh, news about some things potentially at the, the depot uh, where, where there's uh, maybe an RFP out for some, some business to, uh, to run in there. With all that momentum happening, and, you know, we can always point to all the things going wrong in our county, but there's some good momentum happening here. What, what from, from your perspective, what do you feel the role of the commission is in those projects? Is it more of a laissez-faire, let it happen, or how engaged do you feel the commission should be in these projects? Well, I think we should be engaged as well as the city, as well as whoever owns those various buildings and properties. And I think we need to come to a conclusion and arrive at a conclusion on how we can all work together and how we can collaborate in getting these things done. You know, like I said, of course, you know, we, we can't take millions of dollars to renovate these properties, but there are grants out there that are available. And I think, we, you know, if we work together and, and the commission and the city and the property owners would, would come together, uh, I think, like I said earlier, there, there's, there's strength in numbers. You know, one person can't do it, but maybe three of us and these three entities could get together and do it and go out and get some grants and, and help get some of this stuff going. You know, I, I really uh, appreciate what uh, the city of uh, Grafton is doing. You know, years ago when I was running for office, we had, uh, it's not called, it wasn't called all aboard Grafton at that particular time, uh, but that was the beginning and that was a start. And if you go down Main Street now, yes, there are some vacant buildings. Yes, there's some vacant storefronts, but you see things that's happening. You know, there's new businesses coming in, and, and I think that that's a good thing, and, I, and we have helped with that. You know, we've helped, uh, the commission has, has helped with some of these renovations, uh, especially with Gallery 62 and some other entities. You know, it, we just have to work together and, and, and try to go out and reach and get as many benefits and grants as we can. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. One of the things, um, the, the themes that kept coming in as well is this idea, and you mentioned a few times, you guys are ready. Uh, when people come in with ideas, but there is this idea, uh, or at least at least that we're here coming in, this this concept of proactive leadership versus reactive leadership. And I just wanted to find real quick that you know, proactive leadership is defined really as as leading something to happen rather than responding to it after it has happened. And a few folks pointed out, so that's why I, I put that definition in there because a few folks kept using those words back and forth, and they really kind of pointed out they felt that our current commission is more reactive than proactive. And I guess, is that a perception? Is it a reality? What are you doing to try to either address the perception or the reality? I think that's a, a perception. That's not a reality. I think we are proactive. You know, we're out here striving to get uh, sanitation. We're trying to get sewage projects com completed and started, and same with water. We're trying to bring this broadband in. We've been working with all the board grafting. We work with all these different entities. You know, I think the perception is, that's their perception because they're not involved. They just sit back and, and they're the ones that's watching. Mm -hmm. You know, I just really wonder how many of those people are proactive or reactive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and when we look at the county commission attendance meetings, there's not very many proactive people there. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. but I think we're we're trying to do the best we can when the needs arise. We're trying to take it by the horns and, and go with it. You know, that's like trying to clean the county up. Try, you know, with the the litter and. Uh, these projects and, and with this ordinance with the dilapidated structures and the broadband and so forth, you know, I think we're being proactive. Yeah. So one of the things for, that we need to be proactive on, I think we can all agree, is is helping the economy here locally. And I know the Kennedy Commission, it's not like you're going to throw funds in everybody's pockets, and that's not what, what this question is really about. But the idea is that um, 
counties around us, at least certainly to the, to the north and the west, are, are growing significantly, and, and their economies are, are pretty thriving. And when we look here at Grafton, there's, there's opportunities. And so I guess from a commission perspective, the question really is around what are we doing? What, what, what is the commission's role? And I know you mentioned CVB, so maybe touch a little more on what's happening there. But what are we doing to try to foster, encourage, and, and help flourish, you know, help our, our current businesses flourish here in Taylor County? Well, the CVB here in Taylor County did come to us, and they came to the city, and we met. And, and it was their, uh, their idea to combine with the, this regional CBD, mm. okay? And, of course, it took a lot of, of thought because it, we really didn't want to give up anything that we had. We wanted to keep what we had. But then after we reviewed all this and after we discussed it with the city, with the CVB, local CVB here, and we had the, the group, uh, the regional come in and talk to us, it was the best thing to do. Because realistically, when, when you talk about hotel motel tax, we, we were very limited. You know, we only had basically one that we, and it's for sale now, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, and that's where a lot of your monies come from with your CVBs and, and such, and with your hotel motel tax. So to get this notoriety, to really push Taylor County and our resources and our availabilities, we thought it was best to, to join efforts. And we're in the process now of, well, we have just, just most recently appointed some people to those seats on that board, okay? So, uh, you know, we're, we're striving. I hate to use the, the adage that we're a bedroom community. I don't like that. But realistically, we're limited, not, not to say that we're a bedroom community, but we are limited because of the interstate. You know, we have Route 50, we have Route 250, and we have Route 119. And that's kind of hampered us in far, as far as transportation is concerned. But I think Taylor County has a lot to offer. Uh, you know, the city's really become involved. Uh, even Flemington has, has involved with, with the Flemington days and such, and, and what we have to offer here at the golf course and, you know, and Memorial Day. Uh, I think we really play on that I mean, with Mother's Day Shrine. Uh, there are entities, there's things out there that really give us notoriety and should, in fact, bring people in. Yep. So when we bring them in, you mentioned lodging and you mentioned proactive. So what are we doing as a county? Are we courting? I mean, I, I don't think the Marriott's of the world are going to come drop a, a hotel right downtown. But there's got to be strategies. Are, are, are there things in play? And this was one of the questions around, you know, I know bed and breakfast, of course, the challenge is there. You've got to have people who want to run a bed and breakfast and have a facility to run that. But are, are there any kind of current strategies that are being done? Because heritage tourism, when we've talked about on this, this program, those people spend money. And, they, and those are the people who come to the things we have. You know, we don't, we don't have an amusement park here. We don't have, you know, but they come here for the history, for the culture. And is, is, there some, is there some proactive strategy in play right now to try to find more lodging? Again, we've got the lodge, which is great. I know, you know, the motel, who knows what's going to happen. I, don't, I, I think that auction may be over already. I don't know what I should have probably checked before we got on this. But, um, but more than that, we don't have really any way to keep people here. So they might come here for an afternoon, spend a couple bucks, and then they're gone. But if you could keep them here that extra day, that's a, that's a lot of revenue to the county. Our local EDA has looked at that, at those issues, as well as we have discussed them as well. What we run into is the, pro the problem we run into is the land available. Oh, okay. You know, we, we had a couple spots. We had one spot we thought could, might be available uh, out near Walmart. That, but yet, on the other hand, after we had some people come in and take a look at it, uh, no, there was, it wasn't big enough. Plus, to move the hillside, to, to make level ground, to bring the utilities in was going to cost an exorbitant amount of money, they thought. Uh, you know, we, we've been looking at various organizations and companies to come in 
on some of the properties that we do own. We own a, a fairly uh, good piece of property down on 310 that even has a rail running right beside it. You know, we've tried to sell that and not sell it per se, but we've tried Market. to bring businesses into that property. Uh, but there again, what, what limits us is our, our geography, our transportation system, plus the land that's available. Yeah, but you know, would we like to get a, a big Marriott in here? Sure would. Or a Hilton or whatever. It's not going to happen, I don't think, because we don't have land available. Yeah, there's got to be some solution, though. We'll, we oh, there has to be. It. Yeah. There has to be, and I know we've been scratching our heads, and the EDA's been scratching their heads as well. Good ideas out there. You hear? <laughs> Happy ideas. <laughs> Bring right. them in. That's right. Um, we're 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 about done. We got a couple other questions, um, and this one was was brought in by some folks, and I, I love it. It's near and dear to my heart. But what would you, you know, what are you most grateful for? I'm just most grateful for the opportunity to serve the people of Taylor County. You know, this has been my home. You know, I said I started uh, my professional career here in Taylor County back in the '70s. Uh, but realistically, I grew up in Taylor County. My father was a pastor out at Harmony Grove Baptist Church, and, and this is where I grew up. And I just enjoy being with people, serving people, and trying to meet their needs. You know, and I haven't just done that most recently with the county commission. Uh, prior to my, me taking on a county commission a, a few years ago, I was on municipal government. And I have experience, 18 years I was uh, in municipal government. And I, I just like serving people. I like helping people get things, uh, try to get things accomplished. Great. All right. Well, as is customer on this program, we give you the last word. What is it you'd like to tell the people of Taylor County? I just hope that the, the people of Taylor County would continue to uh, put me back in office and keep their faith in the, in the county commission. And we would certainly most do the best that we can to improve uh, the broadband services and other services. And if you have any needs, if you have ideas, feel free to come to County Commission office uh, uh, and express them. You know, and even come to the open meetings, and we'd be more than happy to, to listen. And if we can work through it, we can work through it with you. Great. All right. All right. For County Commission, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to come.